Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Gastro, 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 Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we come up with five sketch ideas. I'm Andy. And I'm Alistair George William Trombley Birchall and our guest here today. In the tank. In the tank. From another tank, he's in the Dugo tank. Yes. Is Mr. Dave Warnicky. Hello. Hello, Dave Warnicky. Does anybody <laughs> pronounce the W like an H? Hornicky. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Horn- I've never got Dave Hornicky, but I am Hornicky and That's ready to go. When he says anyone, he means anyone. Is that part of any culture on earth to pronounce any Ws like any Hs? I've had a lot of a lot of people having uh, strange attempts, but I've never had Hornicky. Am I saying that right? Dahid Hornicky. Sometimes it's where if you don't know how to pronounce something. It's best to just go with one that you know is definitely going to be wrong, just so you, you're in control, <laughs> yeah, you know? Right. Like, sometimes I'll see mm. a name that's written down like a Havermeister, right? Yeah. And I'll say, mm-hmm. is that pronounced water spout? Yeah. Uh, just so, you know, I'm losing on my own terms. Sort of try to, to, to try to put that into ter- uh, terminology that you might understand. It's like <laughs> okay. if you're flying a plane. Okay, yeah. yeah. Right? Oh, oh, right. And you're, my pretty, wheelhouse. you're pretty sure at some point during the, during the flight it's going to go down. So you may as well crash land it somewhere on purpose. Yes. <laughs> so you get to decide exactly what you crash into. Right. And then are you a hero in this situation or uh, a villain? Well... Yeah. You did, it wasn't you're an elite, accident. You're a leader. You're, you're not. You're not the victim of some mm. um, of some happenstance. <laughs> right. So when that Sullenberger guy crashed on the Hudson River, yes. they weren't going down. <laughs> he just wanted. He thought they may be going down, uh-huh. so I may as well be a hero. Landed on the river. Yeah. Yes. On my own terms. Yeah. Exactly. I get the analogy now. Yeah. Because yeah. it happened. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. They said it was birds. <laughs> Every come on. Yeah. Birds in the sky. Hmm. Every flight is ultimately like a battle against gravity, mm. right? And every crash, there are a certain number of victims, right? Mm-hmm. It's very unlikely that you'll survive, but you can still choose to not be a victim by being the person who actively flies the plane into the ground. Yeah, that's right? true. <laughs> right, so yeah. out of everyone here, the non-victim. I'm not a victim. Yeah. Right. I refuse to be a victim of gravity. Yeah. Because you're a guy who doesn't want to be bossed around. Yeah, sure. So rather than gravity pulling you down, the engines drove you into the ground. Yeah, yeah. You go way faster than gravity. You go faster than gravity. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. As I understand, science works. Yeah. And I think if you go really fast into the water 
and then once you land in the water, you sort of pull up real fast. Like okay. That. You do that kind of like that kind of banana turn. You know, like when you dive off, you jump off a high diving board, but you kind of go feet first, and then when you get in the water, you kind of you kind of go you curl like a banana. Well, like you're going up a half pipe. Can yeah, you do that? Can you get your feet to? Can you shoot back out of the water again? I think if you go a bit diagonal. You know, you can sort of let be, yourself... You curve your body right. <laughs> that can't happen. You turn that oh, momentum. I reckon, that, I reckon that's possible. That's why I, I know it is. I'm describing a thing that you do. <laughs> no, but I think there's something in this, Alistair. I think this could actually take place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You go down into the water, swing that around, come back up out come, of the water. Come like, back up. Like when a roller coaster goes down a dip and then up the other side. Exactly. This is what I want to see in that save it. diving thing. Yeah. You know, uh, that Olympic diving. Olympic diving. So but the with highest planes. jump wins, mm. but the n- n- not the jump. I should say the highest land wins. Yeah, no, you come oh. back out again. You no splash on the way back out, and no splash <laughs> yeah. on the way back in again. So yeah, so so it's high diving, but with a second <clears throat> bounce. You're, you're only counting the dive in the second bounce. Yes. Yeah, and how many flips and stuff you can get in there? <laughs> and you're in a plane. <laughs> well. That's what makes it impressive. You could be right. <laughs> what makes it impressive is that you were able to get that past all the judges. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they have systems in place to make sure that you don't bring a plane in. Yeah. But if you get it onto the diving board, there's they, nothing they, they can legally, do. They can't do yeah, anything. That should yeah. definitely legally, be wrong. Yeah. Legally or according to the rules of the Olympics, which I believe is a kind of law. Not a not you know not particularly. Now is that a sketch idea? Yeah, I reckon getting some sort yeah. of a plane on sneaking a plane into S- the Olympics. Well, okay, but it's but does that count for all sports in yeah. the Olympics, or or are we just going for the second bounce thing? Um, I think the the plane and the second bounce is confusing, so we should pick one, right? Like the second bounce, I like, yeah. but I don't know if it's as immediately oh, right. funny. Uh, whereas sneaking in a plane in, like, it feels like there's a clear path to comedy there. <coughs> okay, right? I'll check the rule book. There's no rule against... Unclear paths to comedy? Using a, p- a plane. Yeah, I'd, I would doubt that there'd be any sport in the Olympics that that's actually stipulates you can't use a plane. This is Because another... why would you use a plane? Huh? Why, who would Thinking do that? Thinking outside the box. Yes. In fact, I'm pretty sure when the Olympics was created, they mm. didn't even have planes. Yes, so, 1896. Would 1896. they have had, they have had a Alexander... Graham Bell. Graham Bell. That wasn't <laughs> who I was thinking of. Da Vinci, who made that early plan of the helicopter. Alexander Da Vinci. <laughs> and that was his brother, right? That's Leonardo's brother? Yeah, that's right. He had an even earlier helicopter, yeah. which was even less practical. It was made with an umbrella. Do you see this? You see this? I've seen Alexander Da Vinci. You yeah, have seen this? This Alexander Da Vinci helicopter design. I have seen the early helicopter design. They say they say that it actually it actually inspired the Leonardo Da Vinci helicopter design. <laughs> so his biggest influence was his possibly older, possibly younger brother. I think Alexander, his younger brother, who also was of Vinci. Achiever. Yeah, of Vinci fame. <laughs> right. Um, I think uh, is is there something in Alexander Da Vinci, Leonardo Da Vinci's brother? Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, what did what did? Okay, so Leonardo da Vinci. What have we got? We've got the Last Supper, we've got the Mona Lisa, mm-hmm. and we've got a bunch of machines, most of which didn't seem to work. Right. Vitruvian Man. Vitruvian Man. That's what? a good drawing of a man. 
Oh, was that the That's six the arms? The ar- six arms, yep. He invented the idea of a man with six arms. That's pretty good. Is he the first guy to come up with that? Yeah, Alexander came up with a man with five arms. Okay, right, yeah. <laughs> he was like, well, I can make this a little bit better. Oh, it's like two sets of arms plus one that comes up over the <laughs> yeah. over the head. Yeah. Just for high-fiving. An <laughs> yeah. arm that's specifically for high-fiving. The highest of fives. Like with like, if I talk about this, the idea of a scorpion tail style arm that comes up over your head. <laughs> that's what he's got. Yeah, that's what his Vitruvian man had. I actually think that's a great idea. That's so that like that makes sense for like reading. Mm, right? Yeah, like a re- one of those clip-on reading lines. Yes, yeah, but, but on, your, on your back. But like, if it hand. was going over your head like this, it's perfect for holding the book. And there's none of that like because it's all support. You know, it's all like. You don't have to hold it up. It just kind of stays up like this, like a scorpion's tail. So yes. there's no, like, you don't have to, like, your arms don't get tired trying to lifting it up from below. Right. And you know lying. What, I mean? what about lying in bed? Is this better for lying in bed? Oh, it's really uncomfortable in bed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you have to read standing up. Yeah. I and mean, sleep standing up. I guess you couldn't sleep on your back. You don't have a back anymore. Okay. It's so no front. back. You yeah. get this? Two fronts? <laughs> yeah, two fronts. <laughs> Oh, you like that? I love that. It was it was a problem for the Germans during World War Two. <laughs> fighting but it's going to be. <laughs> it's only they fought on two us. backs. Yes. Oh. Then they would have been facing be? inwards. Inwards, and they could have given each other moral support. Moral they, support. They, maybe they could yeah. have looked at what they were doing and realized that it was wrong yeah, what, yeah. by looking inwards. <laughs> by looking inwards. <laughs> yeah, you could look deep within. Yeah. Why would we invade Russia in winter? <laughs> yeah. And the whole Holocaust Or indeed thing. at all. <laughs> yeah. now, this was the question everyone was asking, why in winter? But really, you know, there's no appropriate season. To, re- to really invade Russia. Yeah. Because yeah. they're big and powerful. It's oh, too just big. Because invading is probably wrong, right? Like, we, oh, yeah, I guess it's wrong. Where, when, have the, when, have, when have any of the invasions turned out to be good? Right, unless you're reinvading something that someone else has invaded, but then I guess every invasion is a reinvasion well, of some kind because everything's been invaded by everybody. What about Easter Island? Extent. They just die out. I don't think they did. I think there were still some people there, but they had pretty sad lives. And then the tourists killed them. That's right. Mm. Yeah, because they were like dodos. No, this is very racist. Sorry. Oh, I was yeah, about right. yeah, because they were an indigenous people. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's great when you're just like three words into something and you realise it's racist. Yeah. Would have been you better if they were off. white people. It would have been great if they were white people. Because then we could have killed them. Hang on, them no, wait, that might be racist. No. <laughs> yeah. Yelling, it would have been better if they were white is not a good no, thought. I know, but Once I mean. Once again. I mean, I mean, in terms we've made of. made it worse else No, no, I just meant in, in terms of killing them in the sketch. I only meant in terms of killing them. So your idea to make this less racist is to cast white people as them in the sketch. (laughs) Oh, my God. No, okay. (laughs) I know what will fix this problem. I mean, you can't say anything these days. (laughs) You're right. Could we invent an island where white people originate but mostly died out and then there's only three left and then tourists come and kill them? Yeah, what about that giant plastic island? Oh, the uh, Great, Great Pacific, Pacific Garbage, Garbage Patch. Patch. Yeah. One know. of the touchstones of the Two in the Think Tank podcast. <laughs> we, uh, we definitely discuss it a lot. And I imagine there's a, there's a lot of white knights out there. <laughs> like the candy bar? Also like the, the candy rapper? bar. <laughs> I know it's 40%, uh, 42% uh, fishing, fishing lines, discarded fishing lines. Yeah, what's the other 58%? 
white night white, bars. White night and, oh, bar I think you were saying white night bars are forty two percent fishing line. Oh god, that's yeah. horrific. Yeah, but they're I mean, pretty chewy. <laughs> but the recycling, you know, you'd be impressed with the how well fishing nets recycle. You know, are made from recycled materials. White nights bars. Oh right, right. Do you think that if we put just a, like a little bit of plastic into our food, we could eat it all and like deal with it that way? Or become inoculated to the idea of having plastic in your sure. food. Sure. You know? But like, it... like you, you say you don't, you don't digest the plastic, but like you chew it up and you would sort of maybe... You, if we... I think maybe one of the things is we need to do more, contribute more to the process of biodegrading foods, uh, plastics, mm-hmm. our own plastic waste. So if just like every meal that you make, you put in like 1% old plastic, yeah. you grind it up or whatever, you have mm-hmm. a little machine, use a coffee grinder or something, mm-hmm. and then you wouldn't notice it really in the food, I don't think. That's true. And, but then Unless your like the... stomach acids and everything, it's like just getting a head start on that process of... Getting it started and deteriorating. Yeah. yeah. But what if you just held it in your cheeks, sort of like a hamster? Yeah, you know, this is interesting. You know, and so that's to keep <laughs> it out of the ocean. <laughs> also, if everyone put two like bottle caps in their cheeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I think if you ground it up, you could sort of get more because, you know, bottle cap is quite hollow. A lot of it's air. Yeah. You know, so if you ground it up into little bits, you could really stuff it up in that part. Sort of between, you know, like your top row of teeth and your cheek. Yeah, no one needs that part. You don't use that almost ever. That's storage. Yeah. I presume, yeah. Wasted storage. It might even be good for you because I reckon otherwise, like, food gets caught up there and stuff. And so it would be good because the plastic will sort of block that area from becoming full full of food. So I've been talking to some people who are pretty anti-fluoride at the moment, right? Mm. And one of the anti-fluoride conspiracies is that that they were – that they wanted to get rid of fluoride because it's an industrial waste product and the way that they (laughs) decided to get rid of it was to convince – governments to buy it off them to put into the water supply which if you're trying to get rid of a waste mm. product is one of the most insane plans <laughs> sure you could come up with except perhaps for this one that we're coming up with right now yeah and that is <laughs> trick people into thinking there's a good reason to put plastic in your ma- to keep plastic well, in your mouth they did convince us to put fluoride in our mouths though as well exactly yeah so so but the plastic yeah. Could maybe protect your teeth from the fluoride. Maybe. It could. Yeah, good. Like when they introduce a, a species to kill the old species that, that went crazy. Mm. Mm. We're introducing this to take out the fluoride. And what will be introduced to take the plastic out of our mouths? Probably one of those big nets that they have and that they're like <laughs> de- deploying to the great garbage patch to catch mm. all the plastic. Right. Yeah. So they can empty it out. So, so like a mouth net. We have a mouth brush. We have a mouth net. Yeah, mouth brush. You know, you've heard of brush toothbrushes. Mouth brush, I believe. Mouth brush. <laughs> what? Do you only clean your teeth? There's a lot of other stuff in there. Oh no! What you is that? Cheek brush, tongue cheek? brush. Yeah. Under the tongue brush. Mm. Do you guys brush under the tongue? Hard palate brush, soft oh, palate yeah. brush. Roof of the mouth. Wait. So, like, am I writing in? Do your bit. Plastic in yeah, the cheeks. Yeah. Plastic in the cheeks. Yeah. Do the right thing. Mate. You know, because. I, it's, it'll be one of those things where if you do the maths, you could probably work out that like all we would, all every, all everyone has to do is put two, you know, um, compacted milk bottles in their mouths, mm. and we'll eliminate 
eighty percent of the Earth's. Yeah, garbage. like in primary school when they're like, if everyone just picked up five pieces of exactly. rubbish, yeah, they just have to say and put them in their mouths, yeah, mm. the schoolyard would be spotless. Well, also, if we were to just had, if we all all just used one room in our house to just fill up with garbage, <laughs> the garbage room, yeah. <laughs> Then we wouldn't go into back into nature. <coughs> two bedroom, two bathroom, one garbage room house. Yeah, exactly. I'd pay more. <laughs> hey, I mean, if you it's were kind com- of a study, yeah. kind of yeah. a bedroom, but yeah. it's probably more a garbage room. Yeah, yeah. we didn't put the, the the bedrooms in Worcester, and it says two because yeah, this, you can do what you want. Currently, it's a garbage room, <laughs> and it's very successful. Yeah, it's doing really well. Uh, when guests come over, it's also a guest room. <laughs> Um, but they just lay on and threw out the garbage. Yeah. Mm. But there's garbage in their mouths. There's garbage under their backs. They don't notice the difference. Um, I mean, look, it's just ways of dealing with the with the waste epidemic. Because, <coughs> I mean, look, we've I think we've probably come up with ideas like this before. You know, keep all emissions in the sky. Like if we were to yeah. just put them in a big balloon, have a sky fill, sky fill, instead of <laughs> landfill. Like oh, so there's a lot of the, hot, hot air balloons. Yeah, yeah. Just like plastic or one, bag. Or one really, really big one. One big one. Like that, you just put all the... All the carbon dioxide. Carbon dioxide in there. Like that. This is, this is a, like, I mean, I'm throwing old ideas at you here. You must... You, <coughs> surely you can feel the staleness. I know. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of carbon in the air. There's a lot of carbon in the air. You know. No, I think that's a, that's a great idea. Yeah, I mean, that's, a, that's an old one. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. We just need reassurance. Yeah, that, sometimes, uh, I mean... Have any of these ideas ever made you rich? Uh, yeah, have you yeah. ever said, that's not yeah. a sketch idea, but I'm going on that Shark Tank show, for example? Well, we recently did an episode of our bonus Patreon podcast called Two in the Side Tank, uh, where we came up with five business ideas. Mm. And, um, oh. yeah, all of them have made it since made us rich. <laughs> right. Yeah. Every single one made yeah. us rich. Patreon makes you rich, baby. Yeah. yeah. I'm actually one way or another. five. Yeah. <laughs> I'm five rich. You're five. He's five rich. I'm going to I'm just four and a half. Whoa. How many garbage rooms do you have? <laughs> Mate, I can afford to have every room as a garbage room. <laughs> That's how rich he is. Yeah, I have a. Each room has a walk-in garbage room. Each and each one of his rooms has its own uh, colony of raccoons. <laughs> well, I am so jealous. Yeah, you see, you know, I guess you're from a small town in Australia. You don't know about how raccoons like to go through garbage. Uh, I saw a raccoon in uh, Mexico. Really? They go no, down that far south now. I named him, named him Michael. <laughs> really? Yeah. They gave him like a normal English name. No, I know. I called him Michael. Oh, you called him Michael. They didn't call him Michael. <laughs> what did they call him? Oh, they they didn't know. We didn't want to tell the hotel about him because they we thought we'd he was in the hotel. No, he was on our balcony. <laughs> we left a drink out there and he was just sipping it. What floor were you on? The ground floor. Yeah, ah, yeah, good classic. floor. Yeah. yeah, is that floor yeah. one or floor zero? That's mm. a really interesting question. Yeah, yeah, or G. I say start at like five. You know, a lot it of those is. bottom levels are small numbers, mm. and it makes it seem better when you're up the top as well. Give yourself a head start. Have you ever been in a hundred floor room? A house, no. Like you know, hundredth floor. No, I haven't. Mm. Yeah, hundred and fifty. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I didn't stop. <laughs> Straight to the top. Yeah. So <laughs> Empire State? I haven't been there, no. No. Chrysler? <laughs> no. <laughs> Keep uh, listing New York sing, buildings. Sing, sing, singer building? Singer? Singer, singer sh- sewing machine building? What's that one? The Twin Rock- Towers? Rockefeller Center? Rockefeller? Mm. Macy's? Day Parade? <laughs> <laughs> 
Central Park. <laughs> you ever been to Central Park? Central Perk. <laughs> First, another another ground floor. Yes. Monk's Cafe. Oh yeah. Joe's Diner. Is that, uh, the, is that the same thing? Have you ever committed bigamy? <laughs> what is bigamy? What is it's being bigamy? married to two people at once? Is it? Mm. Is that bigamy? It's also called living. <laughs> Where I come from. <laughs> I haven't been married once, but I have been married two times. That's hot. Uh, Las Vegas? I don't know why I'm asking you. <laughs> I have been to Las Vegas. You have? When I was eight years old. What did you do? What a wasted journey. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, also, like, if circumstances had been very different, what an inspiring movie. Or, like, what a fun movie for kids. You know, if instead of your life it had been a, mo- a kid's movie. Right, and I what somehow a great kids movie. became, like, a professional poker player. Exactly. And I was only eight. Yes. You... Mm. This is good. You tell everyone that you have some sort of a growth disorder. Yes, and they're too embarrassed to question it. Exactly, because of like it would have been. I figure this movie would have been made in the nineties, where that like that kind of a joke was very in. You know, the idea that people are too embarrassed to ask anything about your growth disorder. Uh, you would. We, we could have used that as a major plot point. Yes, despite the fact that I keep ordering <laughs> pop tops to the table and eating the snacks. <laughs> They still think, oh, this guy must be in his 30s. See, Dave, I feel like that's something that you plausibly might still do anyway. Yeah. Four little snacks, please, sir. Anything you want. This guy's rolling in big. Rolling in big. <laughs> I'm a professional table runner. Uh, hey, hey, get out of my way. I'm rolling in big here. You know, oh, they... while he's talking the t- talk. Uh... <laughs> well, no one really knows how to, you pl- how to play craps. You just say, say words. That's... And then every now and then they just give someone $50. Uh, and we call it like, what do we call it? Like low roller or like yes, tiny, tiny roller. I mean, that is a game in itself, though, is... It's just the game is the the, the dealer at the table mm. every now and then just decides to give somebody 50 bucks. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, you get dice, you get chips and all shit like so that. So there are no rules, you just <laughs> move a, things around. Some people are playing Guess Who. Yeah, some people are playing Guess Who and occasionally like the dealer just gives somebody 50 yeah. bucks. And, and then, like, you still get people who think they have a system as well. Mm. You know, like, oh, yeah. no, 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 no. I only play when I got a good hand. You know, I only go to the table when uh, the, I've been watching the table for a while and I know that the numbers are coming good. Yeah. There is no system. It's just sometimes the <laughs> the the croupier gives somebody 50 bucks. It's, it's an absurdist casino. Yes. Right? The people... I like this so much. You know, it's the people who... Uh, who run it? They either mm. uh, they're they're either hypnotized mm-hmm. or they're deeply insane. You know? <laughs> oh yes, because at the moment there's not that many jobs for people who are completely insane. <laughs> no, I mean there's a lot of jobs for people who are just func- have functioning mental <laughs> m- mental illness. That's a lot of us. There's lots of jobs. There's lots of jobs. If there's, anything, I, I open the paper on the weekend in the jo- wanted section. I say so many looking for people who are functioning mental Ill- mentally ill. Yeah. But none say non-functioning. No, nobody no. says <laughs> but this... fully can't deal with it, just... anything with anything. No. <laughs> yeah. And then what they do is they just give people who are now full, gainfully employed just a stack of 50s. Right. Right? 
but they put them in like a machine that only releases one every <laughs> 35 minutes. <laughs> and you just give it to someone that you... And then when it comes out, they go, well, what's this? And then they just give it to somebody. <laughs> but they don't know when it's going to come out. And what if it, it comes <laughs> out every... This is a really specific form of mental illness that like sort of makes people more or less standing in the same spot, not really bothering anyone. <laughs> well, but then when they get a $50 note from a thing on their front, yeah. they give it away to somebody. It's well, one of those illnesses. Well, they're all really well off, so they don't value money. That's true. You know, and <laughs> that is a way to guarantee that they're not gonna they're not gonna keep it or whatever yeah. pocket it. Make and... them all rich first. Yeah. So you have to be non functioning and rich. Yeah, and for <laughs> and for, like but they're also independently wealthy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, well, we're not giving you the money. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. We can't just give away money here. Yeah. It's your job to yeah, give away exactly. money. We only give away money every thirty five minutes. <laughs> and they're hypnotized. So that just to make sure that is good. Yeah. What about... Um, okay, here's... Oh, no, you go. I was going to say, rather than every 35 minutes, it randomly pops mm-hmm. out. Oh, oh that's I don't know. It feels like you're really messing with Al's vision here. <laughs> <laughs> but then it becomes, uh, you know, like it, someone might have two in a minute. See, exactly. that's good. Because then yeah. you, wouldn't, you wouldn't just see the guy give away 50 bucks and walk well, away yeah, from him. Yeah, because yeah, you might be like, oh, no, I reckon this guy's going to pay up soon. <laughs> All right, yeah. here we go. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes if you do something to them, Right, it increases the chances of money coming out. No, hang on, because then people can have a system. I know, but you don't know what it is, and every time, every time, there's one thing that you can do to that person to increase the chances of them put out. Sure, money. but if there's something different every time, then why have anything at all? You know what I'm saying? That's why it's so absurd. <laughs> you see, so sometimes it's you show them a feather. Right, but other times it's you tweak your own nipples, right? Like that. And then other so people times, are just trying different things. Yeah, and then other times you sort of jog in, on the spot behind them, like that. And then fifty dollars will just come out, but I then like you that. won't see it because it'll be come out the front because they're wearing a big trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> and some of them, you, you know what, Alistair? You're right. This is an absurd casino. <laughs> and, and sometimes. The people, they, the $50, they come out of their wrist like Spider-Man's web. Oh, And yeah. they shoot across the room. Right. So even if you're the closest person, it goes over you mm. to a random stranger on the other side of the casino. Yeah. But, yeah. but then <laughs> yes. but then people are just spending money around you. I don't know why. How, how do we get people to spend money so that this is profitable for us? Oh, I think f- you've got to f- pay to be at the table. Okay. But you pay a random amount. The money comes out of your account automatically. Oh, in random another sums. gamble. <coughs> Yet another gamble. Oh, you got to give them, You got to give the casino your pin number. Yeah, <laughs> and they're like, "Well, this this lady's giving us thirteen dollars. This man's giving us thirteen hundred dollars. So he's got to stay there a lot longer to get his money back. <laughs> she could leave mm. after one round of thirty-five minutes. That's right. It's yeah. Be ahead. And this is the casino where it's also a gamble for the, ca- <coughs> for the casino. Yeah, yeah. Yes. But if we're the owners of the casino, it's also a big gamble. Yeah, because because yeah. this is ridiculous. Because this has never been done before. Yeah. yeah. And we're 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 probably lining ourselves up for some really expensive court cases. Now, here's a slightly a uh, slight absurd another slightly absurd thing. Don't know if you, this will fit into your vision. Sure. The poker machines, they dispense water instead of money. Okay. Right. Instead of like you know that that. Uh, 
that crashing sound of all the coins coming out, mm. and you just hear like a spurt of water, and you know somebody's got lucky. Yeah, and so then, and then a real gush. So <laughs> is the is the casino sort of you just walk around in sort of sandals, and you got about like three inches of water on the ground. Yeah, a lot of the time. Yeah. Splooch, 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 splooch. Or what if you? Um, it's really hot in the casino, and we don't serve liquid. <gasps> so that way, when it gushes out, people that like run over, they want the water. Yeah, just that's be able to stay in the casino. Because really, otherwise, really good. if you don't get the water, you have to leave because you're so dehydrated. That's good. So it's kind of like a survival <laughs> yeah, biodome exactly. kind I've of casino. I've been in here for eight hours. That's a good run. Yeah. Because I've had a couple of wins. I've had a couple of liters of water. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I've sweated a lot, but I've also had a few good cu- good cups. Now, why would people come here? <laughs> because it's. It's the casino experience, but it's also the experience of like surviving in the like in a prehistoric time, okay. which is a thing that we've kind of lost touch with. Mm. You know, when, when every day was a battle to make it through. Yeah. This is now taking that and turning it into an experience you can have uh, on the on the Gold Coast. So then, should <laughs> yes, perfect. Should the should the sort of the croupier guys then? Dressed be, as apes. Be, oh, I was going to say dressed as trees. Right, yeah. You know, so it's kind of more like the old days where you'd find a tree, a fruit tree, mm-hmm. and hope for it. But instead, every fruit tree has pineapples. Oh, yeah. <laughs> huh? Actual pineapples. pineapples. <laughs> and inside the pineapples are $50 notes. Or $50 notes. <laughs> Stuffed in the middle. Yeah. For anybody who's not from Australia, pineapple in Australia is a $50 note. Just, that's it's just a, that nobody uses. Nobody uses that euphemism. Everybody uses it. Nobody uses that. You guys both knew what I was talking about <laughs> straight you? away because yeah. people know and people use it. Yeah, but n- nobody ever uses it in a real context. People I know. only ever use it in a comedy context where they're but, like, something about pineapples. Uh, All right. Com- comedy <laughs> yeah, co- and they move their shoulders. <laughs> com- comedy context is a context oh, that people you, need me. to know about to, in order so that we can travel. Okay, are there dinosaurs in this casino? I mean, that seems a bit unrealistic. Could that be the toilets? <laughs> a dinosaur? Did you say dinosaur? <laughs> a vaginosaur? <laughs> I mean, is that the sign on one of the toilets? I guess, I mean, that would be one of them. I guess the sort of, um, it feels like, I know this is going to seem really silly, mm. but <laughs> you know, like a brachiosaurus. Mm. That feels like the kind of dinosaur that you could sort of sit on and pee <laughs> and it would just run down the side like that. I feel like that's any dinosaur. Yeah, you but... sit on it and pee, it's going to run down the sides. <laughs> <laughs> that's not just the Brachiosaur, Alistair. Yeah. Well, some of them are too small. What about, you know? Too, sm- too small to what? For what a- liquid to run off them? But what about that one in, in Jurassic Park? <laughs> With the with the flaps on the side of its head, the one that it, takes out Newman, it kills Newman. That sounds like the vaginosaur. <laughs> no, it's not. The vaginosaur is the brachiosaurus that you pee on. <laughs> oh, you're right. I just apologize. I'm such an idiot. But no, but this one spat like a sticky goo. Oh, was, sorry. Oh God. <laughs> into his eyes. It's like a vaginosaur. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think that's what they do. Okay, do you think that this is a... Now, I think, is this the right forum in which to pitch a sort of a body positivity uh, book for women called Vaginosaur? Okay. And it's uh, all the different types of vaginas, but they all live in some sort of prehistoric jungle. 
us three guys we can work out right now. Right, so this is like a, a picture book for kids? Yeah, it's a picture kids. book for kids. It's all vaginas. They all look different and they all live happily together yeah. in uh, some sort of prehistoric e- e- ecosystem. Maybe so it's just called Ginosaur rather than Vaginosaur because that, maybe that's a bit full on, but just Ginosaur. Yeah, we yeah. are aiming for a, a kid's... A, you know, exactly. Remember, they've got to remember this is PG. This, this is for of, kids. This so of, I think this, I know. <laughs> this ecosystem of vaginas is a kid is still a kids book. Yeah, no, I think, that's right. So, so I think dinosaur is a bit is a bit sort of like more kid friendly. Softens yeah. it. The va is very offensive. Mm. Yeah, potentially. <laughs> um, look, <sighs> this this is a slightly different variation. Oh, okay. It's the same. It's the same idea, but instead of dinosaurs, it's Pokemon. Great. And and it's called uh, Volvasaur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I like your idea. Is it for kids? Well. Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh no. No. This is. No. Okay. So. So then, what? What are we doing? Like, are I we going? A, to... I think it's a. It's a more. It's a sketch. It's a morning TV show. Okay. And there's a uh, somebody who's come on the show to promote their book. Called Dinosaur, uh, which is Dinosaur, Dinosaur you know, for kids. Yeah, do we, have to, do we have to specify that it's for kids, or will the drawings sort of? I don't think it's clear. Yeah. Okay. Great. Dinosaur. Yeah. Dinosaur book. And um, and so you go, hey, Lewis and and Gabby, you guys have both come on here to promote your new book. That's right. Um, I uh, I I wrote it. And uh, Gabby illustrated it. Hi, yes, Gabby. I am quite a famous illustrator. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Well done. And uh, <laughs> so can you guys... I'm a nobody. Yeah. I, uh... I'm, I did him a big favour. <laughs> How did you guys meet? <laughs> On the street. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like... Uh, she was um, trying to get away from me. Hmm. Mm. But he's very fast. Yeah, right. <laughs> I I agreed to a seven book deal to make him go away. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Sometimes that's... You know the... In, I think in France they're trying to make street harassment a crime. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh la la. Yeah. That would have saved you. Yeah. Work. But, but instead I'm drawing vaginosaurs. Right. And but and 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 so where did you guys get the inspiration for all these ginas? Lewis, I'll let you feel this one. Um well I uh, I went to that uh, museum in Tasmania and mm. I just copied them all from the wall there. Oh right. Yeah. It was it was plagiarism. But you, but you, all the vaginas were, are plagiarized. But, but, but you only wrote about them. I described them <laughs> in, in excruciating detail. Oh, and then I had there him were pages, pages of detail. And and I saw that that artwork at Ho, in that Hobart uh, gallery. None of them look like dinosaurs. So did you? I just added scales. You just added scales. Scales and legs. Yeah. Right. And. How does how does this story sort of work for kids? Um, well, I think it just uh... <laughs> so choose your own adventure. Yes, of course. exactly. Pick your vagina saw at the start, but it's one in which there are no wrong endings. Like, there's no endings in this choose your own adventure where the school burns down, mm. or think... your bus uh, goes into a lake. So, but but the, is the the message is in the end is it? No matter what your dinosaur looks like, it's, yes, it's great. Yeah, yeah, it's great, and it has a happy life in the um in the jungle in the jungle. 
and what is this what is this carnivorous uh, dinosaur that just eats all the other ones that's a that's a metaphor i think there needs to be a book like this for you know circumcised and non-circumcised men don't Interact. Interact at all. <laughs> well, I'm sure there are some forms in which they interact. But only because they don't know. What do you mean? Undeclared. But, like, there's just... I, I, I don't feel like you, you, you get any kind of <laughs> exposure to, to the others. Well, I, 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 once again, I'm, I'm sure, like, you know, uh, gay, gay men probably uh, compare... You know, to a certain extent. Yeah, I guess you're right. Instead yeah. of guys who get changed, get together. changed. Yeah, which I will, will never do. Well, I've started having to go to, sh- to the to the pool, and now I'm getting more used to just like men who just stand nude in the change. Are you also nude? Well, I because I do it with my, my two year old. I go there with a two year old. Yeah. So I on, the only time I have any kind of nudeness, but it's usually only half a bod yep. at a time. Is when I'm take, taking wet off, and then putting some dry undies on, and so now I've kind of accepted that this is just part of my life. Yeah, um, is is to is to have to is, is to be naked with those men in that changing just room, just with the men, but and just, with your son, but just how comfortable some guys are with just being there and standing there for a long period of time. I wish I was that comfortable. It's well, I don't know, I don't know, I don't think that, that that's okay. You don't think so? But they're no. but they're happier, I think. Yeah. <laughs> But at everyone else's expense. Right? Well, I know, but but all the people that they hang around seem to be okay with it. The the, the norms of a situation should be defined by the mo- whatever's acceptable to the most uncomfortable person in the room. I know, but what about and that's some? almost always me, <laughs> and so I should be able to say what happens. I know, but then you think about how you know your life would be restricted by somebody's an- anxiety <laughs> problem. Hugely. I'd be like, oh, I've had enough of your anxiety. Stop <laughs> being so unhappy and you, stressed about your life. You wouldn't be able I'm to. I'm trying to stand naked in a changing room. <laughs> you look over and someone's having a panic attack <laughs> surrounded by old men's penises. <laughs> <laughs> They're all so different. <laughs> I wasn't prepared for this by a children's book. <laughs> Which is where we come in. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that would be... For the for the male version of that children's book, mm. if it was set in a sort of a gym locker room, Tyrannosaurus mm. penis, yeah, or perfect, p- p- t- patinus rectactyl. <laughs> <laughs> How many solid T's are there? You know, I I said perfect, Dave, <laughs> and. I I think you wouldn't begrudge me changing my vote. <laughs> I know when I've been beaten. Wait, yeah. Wait, wait, I know. <laughs> wait, what did you say? Tyrannosaurus penis. <laughs> <laughs> Which well, can, we can all admit is very good. No, yeah, that is Yours good. was excellent. <laughs> penis dactyl? Patina, patinus patinus dactyl. dactyl. <laughs> and so they have wings. Oh, yeah. Mm. But, they're, but they're more gliders. They don't look... I mean, I guess they flapped, didn't they? Yeah, they, they would have flapped. They didn't just walk on the top of a mountain and then just dive. <laughs> <laughs> long, every time they want to go anywhere, they have to walk to the top of a mountain. Yeah. And they're not built for walking no, as well. Not good for, they don't have a good time. <laughs> Which of the dinosaurs do you think had the best time? <laughs> Can, are, well, they, are they looking into this? I mean, are they looking into <laughs> You seen this? These dinosaurs, <laughs> they having a good time. 
I mean, they're all dead. They couldn't yeah. have been that great. <laughs> well, look, pterodactyls could fly. They had the gift mm. of flight. That mm. seems really fun. Yes. Um, but it's better to give than to receive. That's true. So if there was a creature that could give the... the gift of flight. Give the gift <laughs> of flight. <laughs> sort of like, was there some kind of catapulting dinosaur? <laughs> Um, a lot of them, they had various different weapons on them, right? Much more than we seem to have in today's Animal Kingdom. Like you had the one with the spikes, you had the one with the big uh, big ball, you had the ones with the horns, oh, the you big... had the ones with the things down the back, all the ridges like a chainsaw. Oh, you know, those ones apparently they, they could get all red when they were angry. Really? Make, they could make them red. This is a stegosaurus? Yeah, like Stegosaurus. I think Stegosaurus. They could, just, they could just fill it up with blood and change the color to oh, come as I a warning. They were already my favorite. This will be great for our penis analogy. Mm, <laughs> yes, yeah, so fill, fill it with fill it with patina stereodactyl. <laughs> blood as a warning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> blood and rage. <laughs> Stay away from him. <laughs> I don't know what it is about you, David, but this has become a very sexual podcast, <laughs> and you've clearly brought all of it. Oh, all those ideas. <laughs> Vaginosaurs, patinostactyl, they were all me. All me, and I apologise. I think, I think when you said patinostactyl, you took quite a few P's and stutters out of what was Al's original pitch for the title. Mm, sort of changed the idea in a fair way. I apologise. You really edited down, streamlined it a lot, and I think it yeah. lost a lot of its charm. I don't mean to editorialise your title. <laughs> I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Okay. Um, yeah. What was what, was there anything in any of that stuff? Well, that was, was just another. That was just another penis. I mean, we started with the casino. Sport. Yes. Yes. Did we write anything down about the water at the casino? And well, that idea. I just, of, oh. I just wrote down absurdist casino. Yeah. Okay. Great. That's Should fun. I be writing slash biodome slash yeah survival? like survival survival casino? Yeah. Um, I wonder if Crown Casino actually has a crown. Like, do you think if you won all their money, <laughs> you get the crown? They legally have to give you a crown. Is that like clocking Donkey Kong or something mm. like that? Yeah, if you could become king. Is there like a way that you could become the, the most, <coughs> like the sort of in charge? Yeah, well, I think, I think, I think so. you, once, you get, once you get all the money, mm-hmm. do you own the casino? Or, do you have to, or, or is that the last thing that they give you? The ownership rights. You think that that, that do you think that you could do? Because you know how, like in in those backroom poker games, people always like put in their wedding room and their ring and their watch. Yeah. Which, by the way, watches these days like <laughs> fucking keep it. All right, it's a, <laughs> it's a burden if anything. Uh, <laughs> I'd rather not win that. <laughs> people like if you go all in, you take your watch off the table. This episode was brought to you by Movement Watches. <laughs> <laughs> I'm currently wearing a movement watch. Big supporters of the Planet Broadcasting Network. I hope they don't just randomly listen to all the episodes on the network. Randomly all of them. Randomly all of them. 
Alistair, all of them randomly. I guess it would, it would be random if they yeah, just listened to all so of them. That is so random that we've listened to all of them. 900,000 hours of podcasts. Yes. And we found one that didn't satisfy us. No, okay, think, but this, right, I, I'd like to, at some point, you, you're doing so well, even if it's just on a poker machine, you're having such a run of luck yeah. that the head of the casino comes down and says, all right, we're betting the casino on this next <laughs> run on the poker machine. You pull the thing and it comes up like eight cherries. Eight cherries, and they're 14 like, cherries. <laughs> <laughs> there yeah. aren't even that many cherries on the thing. You uh, did really well. Yeah. Do you and think if you brought a couple of cherries up your sleeve, you could like stick them on like stickers? Absolutely. Yeah, great. Yeah. Um, and then you get the you get the casino, because also once you've got all the money, the casino's worthless anyway. They might as well throw well, it. Well, you know, there's the land that it's on. No, that's true. It's probably quite valuable. Oh, but then they, they I think the Crown Casino is renting that for uh, it's like a ninety nine dollar a ninety nine year lease for a dollar or something like that. Yeah, it's pretty fucked. Did you know? Yeah, that? that's ridiculous, isn't it? It's cheap, isn't it? That's cheap. It seems cheap because they also seem to have quite a lot of money. Like relative to <laughs> the amount of Whoever money. Whoever negotiated that thought, these guys don't have much. Yeah. Mm. A dollar. All right, we'll take it. Yes. A casino. Mm. And you're going to call it Crown. Oh, okay. oh God. Um, oh, it's going to be a, a big building where you just take people's money off them. Oh, dear. God, I really should have... Google the meaning of the word casino. Mm. Now, we've all agreed that watches, they don't do enough to justify the real estate that they take up on your body. I think what the one thing they've done, though, is they've really capitalised on an area of the body that wasn't doing that much anyway. Like the wrist is, is a, bit of a, a bit of a nothing. Mm. You know? but, but I think what they did by establishing that space... Uh, as as a place that could be used for function, is they actually quite increase the value of the real estate there? Right, much like Crown Casino did with South Bank, which was a bit of a wasteland beforehand. That's right. And Dave would agree. Yes, absolutely. Have you lived here your whole life? Yeah. <coughs> and was what what was there before Crown? Swamp? Was, was <laughs> swamp? I think the crocodiles. Yeah. This was, like, I think it was a real problem because the crocodiles were getting out. Did they you still know, have those big people? flames? Yeah, that was to keep the crocodiles on the toe. <laughs> okay, right. So that now, was burning off the methane from the swamp. Yeah, ooh. And so now you you would agree that your wrist is no longer the swamp it once was. <laughs> no. And and it and it's deserving of like some kind of good function. Absolutely. But now we gotta figure out what. What about what, a spike? Like if we wanna put eh? What about a big spike? Okay. <laughs> Like like one of those ones to stop pigeons landing there. <laughs> well, that's how valuable the real estate has become. Yeah, well, that's true. You gotta pigeons want to feed on it. Yeah, that's true. Okay, well that'd be. I mean, that's not crazy. It's the perfect. Perk. That's, how you, that's how you know real estate is valued. By the by the way, when the pigeons are interested, when they want to feed somewhere, <laughs> that's when the billionaires swoop in. Mm, mm-hmm. I saw What's an like article in the in domain section of the newspaper just yesterday, which was. Uh, you know, five Melbourne suburbs where we've seen a lot of pigeons recently. So, <laughs> yeah, so that's a, that's a good sign that and you read that article. prices might be going up. I read the whole thing. Whoa. Yeah. Not I guess just the headline. That would, be, that would just be the sign of a, of a like, that, that should be a sign of a successful person. You have got a pigeon on them? No, no, well, I mean, either they have a pigeon on them or they have spikes preventing pigeons from landing Oh, right, because it's saying to the world, Pigeons want this. Yeah. 
Well, what, they and, and what, need and what, this. And what do pigeons like? Statues. What are statues of? Important people. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> We're here. Why wait? Yes. Get, get a pigeon now. Get a pig- the pigeon in life, and it's like dress for success, mm-hmm. right? Because you make yourself look like the statue you want to have made of you after yeah, death. Yeah, dress for the statue you want to be. Because mm-hmm. not only... If you dress like if you dress up all green like a copper statue that yeah. has aged, right? And you've got <coughs> you've got pigeon spikes on you, and you've hired some pigeons to sort of circle you. Hired them. Yeah. Yeah. It not only suggests that you're successful, but you've been successful for a long time. Oh mm-hmm. right, yeah, yeah. You know? Like I was once clean. Yeah, and like, and you're not like, but you're not like some some you know new success. Like a football player. Yeah, like a football player or somebody who won the lottery. Right, you're yeah. old money. You're, yeah, you're old money, but not just money. There's a ch- to get a statue, you don't just have money. You've, you've done you some important You've got to have done something stuff. like win the lottery. <laughs> no, yeah. no, 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 no. Bigger than that. Like, like invade a country or, you know, or govern. <clears throat> yes. Govern a over a successful period. Mm. Yes. And so that's why you want to look like a copper statue. Yeah? Dress for... Now, what if you could have a lottery and you could win a lottery, but instead of giving you money, they just gave you a lot of fame? You know, just made you... Because people that's what people want these days, Mm. is fame. Right, right. right. Are you prevented from making money from the fame? Uh, No, I think you... You know, if you know what you're doing, (coughs) you can monetize it, sure. I feel like that's what the Kardashians did. Well, I mean, is this just viral videos? It is, in a way. Yeah. But so, I guess something good, like the lottery is life. And something funny happening to you whilst being filmed. Is your m- number coming up. Is your number coming up. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I guess the thing is that a lot of people like lotteries, they blow that fame. That fame doesn't last. Right, but then you see some people who make that fame really last, like Chrissy Swan, who was on Big Brother and now has a successful radio career. That's right. Thank you. So she got picked in the lottery. <coughs> she, yeah. Well, you know, it was definitely. It wasn't exactly like a viral video because it was. It was like it took some casting people. To it was a TV decide, show, and it was a TV show. But let's say on Antoine. What's his Dudson, last name? Dudson. Dodson. Antoine Dudson. You know, he said, you know, so hide your wife, hide your husband. Oh, right. Yes, I know that video. This guy, because they'd be raping everybody out here. That guy. I don't know if he turned that into success. Did he get a TV show? He actually, I think he bought a house. I think he got money out of uh, the the rap video that they made out of it. And uh, he was able to, like, buy his family a house or something. See? God, you guys know a lot more about this Antoine Dudson than I did. Did you follow his career? Not as closely we've, as you. We've specifically brought you onto the podcast, <laughs> Dave, to sort of humiliate you for your lack of knowledge about <laughs> Antoine Dudson. Dudson. I would like to go on to a show like uh, Einstein Factor or Hard Quiz <coughs> and have, have, my, <laughs> That's your topic. have my topic being Antoine Dudson. But uh, also I would like Dave to have been invited along <laughs> and him... To not even realise that he's actually going on the Einstein Factor or whatever hard mm-hmm. quiz kind of show, and he just has to be there while, and he also gets asked questions about. And him. he's in the team with you. Yes, but you've brought him on to <laughs> to mock him and make him seem like a real idiot. Yeah, less of a man. Less of. A... 
and and his and you've invited his his family and his girlfriend. Yes, and everyone's here. David. And you said, oh dear. and you said you said to them. <coughs> You've been doing a lot of stuff behind Dave's back while <laughs> preparing for this show. He said to him, this is Dave's favorite topic. <laughs> and he knows everything about this. Oh, so he it's says, really build up quite a lot. it's so important to him, he's afraid to talk about it, which is why he's hidden it from you right. guys. You've never heard him talk about Antoine Dudson before. But he, he reckons that this defines him as a person. Mm. And, and, and if lot- this doesn't go well today... <laughs> He's leaving forever. Society. <laughs> Society. <laughs> um, he is going to join the Moray Eels. And that's not a football team. <laughs> that's, that's an aquatic beast. Yeah, it's an aquatic beast. And you have agreed, and this is a contract that I got you to sign, <laughs> <laughs> that you will no longer use... So were you tricked him because you you got him to sign something asking like you were asking him to witness a document about like would, you becoming an organ donor or yeah, something. But, was, but then you you've got you had carbon paper under there and you had a different contract I had underneath. A different thing. He oh. thought it was like a yeah, it was uh, it was both an uh, an organ donor card but also a release or, mm. you know a release form for the TV show that you're going yeah. on to humiliate yourself. <laughs> And you actually agreed that you were no longer going to use your arms and legs se- separate from your torso and body. Well, they going to be stapled to my side. Uh, everything was going to be stapled together. <laughs> stapled together. And you're going to just become as long as you've ever been. You're going to become your longest. You point your toes at all times. Yeah. Right? And you were going to become aquatic. <laughs> right? And you, in the document, promised that you would survive... Exclusively off of air bubbles in caves underwater. <laughs> Fuck. And you are going to look like such an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm going to take your family. <laughs> what, do you win my family? Hey, I win your family and I'm going to take them in those mini submarines one at a time. <laughs> And take them to your caves. Well, you and you, you and James Cameron are gonna go down and visit me. And I'm gonna take them in a next to the cave, and we're gonna watch you from afar, and we're gonna laugh. <laughs> the question is, I mean, since- that is such a good prank. That is such a good prank. The question is, that is why? an epic prank and. and- and you say, and you go. He didn't know anything about Antoine Dudson like that. And I'm gonna make out with every part of your everybody you love. Is that part of the contract? No, that's that'll just be for pleasure. Everything else there along the way was business, okay. and that's part of my new YouTube prank show. What a sketch! Is this sketch idea ruined Dave's life. Yeah. Ruin oh, Dave's life with Antoine Dudson based game show. <laughs> Do you reckon you could have a game show in which the winner gets like a car, but then the loser has to leave society? <laughs> well, I basically, there was a show I once saw 
on a, like a late night American show. It was called Repo Games. Oh my god, it's so awful. A guy rocks up to uh, people's house and they uh, haven't paid the instalments on their car. Fuck. It gets jacked up on a, a tow truck. You get given five questions, and if mm. you can answer three or more, they lower your car. You get to keep it. But if you only get, if you get two or less right, they drive away with your car, and you handshake and agree that that's what's going to happen. And every time you get a question right, it either lowers the car or goes up. Wow! It was insane. How high can it go? <laughs> to the moon. Oh my God. <laughs> what a crazy. And then the they moon. squash it against the moon <laughs> yeah. and Just, then they bring it down. They say, there you go. There you go. You can keep that after all. <clears throat> um, yeah, that's, that's, that's really. <laughs> it was horrific. That's really messed up. And I think that's the sort of thing that maybe you can only have when the economy is doing okay. <laughs> <coughs> what if there's a real downturn oh, and so everybody's we... doing it tough, it'll probably lose a lot of its appeal. No, but, but then again, not. you know, it makes you feel good to not to see that you're not the only one doing poorly, yeah, and it would also bring you hope to know that uh, you could get out of uh, losing your car there by just having out. general yeah, knowledge. There is you hope. could win a car. Unfortunately, all the questions are based on Antoine Dudson, <laughs> and I lost all my cars. Well, you and know, this was well before he was in the news. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we have a certain number of things that are <laughs> written down barely that are barely capable of being recognized as sketches right today do we have some words from a listener but we have some words from a listener okay i'm really sorry about my cough it's worse than it's ever been um it's okay andy thanks for that i needed to hear that well, it's okay i mean i needed to hear that as well and That I could have done with that. Did you know Andy cannot handle the sound of people eating? Really? Yeah, I really. I, well, I, and it's and it's it, it's an appalling way to behave from me, and it's deeply hypocritical because obviously the sound of me eating doesn't bother me, and, that's and as long as I'm eating, I'm not bothered by other people's sound, mouth sounds. But as soon as I have to do something else, or I stop eating, or I run out of food, other people's mouth sounds uh really really makes me really uncomfortable and a little bit angry and he hasn't worked on himself at all i've done nothing to try and get you just accepted that this is a thing that i I wouldn't say i've accepted it (laughs) (laughs) and he'll just work on kitchen benches instead that's right i work on kitchen benches (laughs) this is a very specific off pod uh, (laughs) conversation now that we should we should never eat together because I'm, one, a slow eater. You will <coughs> definitely beat me. That's right. There's going to be so much dead air. And two, a very loud chewer. Really? But you have such a small mouth. I know, but my jaw clicks. Does that annoy you? A clicking jaw? I, I dare say that would annoy me. That oh, seems dear. like the sort of thing that oh, would me. really grind my gears, oh. Dave. Whoa, what a cavernous that? click. <laughs> Picking that up? Is it coming through there? Is this thing on? Yeah, I'm, I'm getting that, Dave. That is, but that's not you clashing your teeth together. I mean, that is my teeth. Yeah. Well, I think everyone can do that, Dave. Oh my god! But my jaw does click when I've got food in there. I'm amazed our teeth don't shatter more. Yeah, I, and when I bite, I real bite. I bite quick and hard do on you? all my food. Yeah. <laughs> I love that you eat in that way, and yet you judge others. Yeah, like a dog eating a noodle. Oh, like a. 
Oh, they, yeah, they don't just. I hate it when they people. They don't know how to use their lips. I actually sort of suspect that maybe dogs don't really have much control over their lips. They just sort of flap around. I think if if you sort of gave dogs, if you gave them sort of bowls of ramen, sort of without the liquid. Okay. Yeah. Um, but you just put them slightly out of reach of their mouth. So you kind of have to create a hole that goes up to their shoulders and you have to measure it for each dog. Mm-hmm. And you kind of keep them just out of Maximum reach of the noodles. Maximum extension. Then they would have to start learning to use their lips. Oh. You'd have to cut off their tongues. <laughs> You have to cut off their tongue so they don't use their tongue because you know dogs they they use their dog their tongue as a crutch. Yeah, you're so, right. That uh, tongue does a, is, is, has been doing them a lot of. You could just tape it down. It's cruel to. T- I think it's, cruel it's, to it's, it's hard to tell people a lot of the time when you say something like "we had to cut off the dog's tongue, yeah. tongues." A lot of people don't believe you. <laughs> That you had to, but I'm sure if you explained yeah. that situation, Alistair, people would be like, no, you're right. I can see why in that scenario you had to cut off the dog's tongues. Yeah, because you're, you're trying to teach them and their species <laughs> how to use their lips. How to slurp. Because, yeah, mm. how to slurp, because they don't... Because <laughs> I think if you, can, if you could teach a dog to slurp, then you're not that far from teaching a dog to whistle. Yes. You know? <laughs> and then... What, what, what dogs can, what dogs come, they, then they can communicate. Then well, you could get a dog who could herd, do, uh, who could, who could uh, be the, the master of another dog in a sheepdog trial. Yeah. And now I'm, you've really got my <laughs> <Yeah>. attention. <laughs> well, you get it. A dog right. has a manager. It's mm. also a dog. Yeah. And, uh, hello? Don't, and then dogs <laughs> could start maybe get, have their own money. <laughs> And uh, then dogs could have their own money. Anyway, then uh, we have some words for us. We wanted to get there, and we did. How to get dogs to earn their own money? Dave, I'm sorry about this episode of the podcast. I'd love to have you on a different time. I've enjoyed myself immensely. We're about to do your pod. Do you want to promote it? Oh yeah, maybe it'll come. Have been released by the time this comes out. Is this a? This will come out tomorrow. Oh, really? Yeah, this is coming out tomorrow. All right, well, sometime in October, yeah. the month following this when it comes out, I'm releasing a new pod mm-hmm. called Book Cheat, which is a bit of a spin-off of my other podcast, Do Go On, yeah. where basically I read a classic book. Yeah, or play. Or play. Basically, the stuff that you'd love to be able to say you read, but who's got the time? No, I, I, almost nobody. Nobody, but I've you made the time. You definitely don't have the time. I don't the time, have the time, but I've made the time, and I'm killing myself to do this show. <laughs> But I want to, and then I tell two people all about the book, you know, the plot, the characters, the key themes. So by the end of it, both the listener and the two guests can pretend that they've read it. It's wow. a really, really good idea. So you go to a, 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 mm-hmm. a party with arrogant, awful people, mm-hmm. and you can pretend that you've read, you know, Charles Dickens, Jane Austen, that kind of thing. Probably everyone else at the party is all also just listeners <laughs> to the podcast. So basically, pretending. I could just make up the plot, and then everyone's telling each other the fake plot to the Pride and Prejudice. Y- you should slip in a few fake ones just to see. Yeah, because that's how you know when you hear people talking about that book at different parties. Yeah. That's how you know that they're listeners of your pod. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, oh. Those are the real stats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, going to a party and seeing if people are. Talking about a made-up character from hard times. <laughs> yeah, and then you can take that anecdote and go down to Harry's razors and tell them that, and they'll know that you've got real listeners. Yeah. That's how you make it big. That's how you exactly. make it big in this industry. <laughs> we would know. 
as the smallest podcast on the planet broadcasting <laughs> network. Well, book cheat hasn't been released yet. Yeah. So, is it going to be planet broadcasting? Yeah. Oh wow. All right, but um, it already has bigger downloads than we do, Alistair. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. It's, okay, these these words come from our Patreon, very recent Patreon uh, listener supporter su- supporter Tabitha Post. Tabitha, thank you so much for supporting the podcast. Thank you ever so much. I definitely know that name, Tabitha Post. I think that I think she might support Do Go On. I think she definitely is a or at least a, a listener, at least a tweeter. Yeah. yeah Hello, Tabitha Post. It's very Post. possible that we've stolen her from you. I did notice a Patreon dip lately. <laughs> Tabitha, hmm? Tabitha, <laughs> making choices, tough choices, all right? <laughs> no, no, they are tough. They're tough, but you know. But then we get you on our pod. Best of all worlds. That's yeah, right. Possible exactly. Now, now, she'll now you can cancel Do Go On. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can focus directly on, on reading book books. cheap. Book cheat. <laughs> book cheap. It is quite a cheap podcast. Uh, cheap for... To make. To make, but uh, taxing of my time. That's right. Which is money, so <laughs> it's not cheap. And the three words are dragon, magic, mishap. Dragon Magic Mishap. Which you can also read as Mishap. Do you think it's Mishap? It could be Mishap. (laughs) Dragon Magic Mishap. Okay, Tabitha. Uh, Uh, Weird (laughs) choice. (laughs) Bit of a weird word, that one there. Uh, Anyway, uh, can can you have then a mishappening? Because that's a good word, isn't it? A mishappening. Mishappening. There was a mishappening. The mishappening. That sounds like the name of a film. Stephen King novel. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, now, uh, now, oh, sorry. Did no, you have please. something that you wanted to observe about these words? Because I have a, a mild observation. Mm-hmm. This is a thing that I uh, have observed, is this, this, this preponderance, this obsession in fantasy novels and sort of magical literature of that mm-hmm. sort of thing with the importance of people's true names. Have you seen this? <laughs> Have you seen this? I went through a bit of a fantasy phase when I was in uh, high school reading a lot of fantasy novels and stuff. Yeah. And there was there seemed to be a, a trope about how, like, you know, knowing the true name of someone or something uh, would give you power over them in some way. There was one particular series that I read that was all about dragons, where if you knew someone or a dragon's true name, you could you could have power over it. What's all that about? Well, I guess it's much. I mean, maybe it's a metaphor for uh, identity theft. Identity theft, and how you can, you know, if you have somebody's true name, you could probably tra- track them down on Google. <laughs> track them down on Google, maybe get a driver's license under yeah. their name, maybe or, make some credit card yeah. fraud, or you could like, you know, have pizzas sent to their house and things like that. It's <laughs> right. kind of so, like, like, like a, a, a dragon, like say Smorg or something. Yeah, you could you could buy a lot of pizzas and have them sent to to Smorg's house. Yeah, whatever that mountain was that he was in. You know the mountain? Mount Smorg. Mount, Mount Smorg, Smorg, yeah, Mount mm. Goldsmorg. Smorglane. Smorglan. Yeah, he'd been there for a while. You know how when you see like a street name and the family's mm. got that street name and they're still living there? Yeah, like um, Brick Lane. Brick Lane, that's... Yeah. <laughs> Johnny Brick. Johnny Brick. Johnny, Johnny and the, Brick. And Johnny JB. and the Bricks who've lived there for <laughs> hundreds of years. <laughs> You know, we did good examples on this show. Yeah. Main Street. <laughs> Johnny Main. <laughs> Tabitha Main. <laughs> I mean, look, I would have said Post. Post doesn't seem like a real exercise. I would have said Post Street. 
and then and we, we would have all laughed at some name you know, and then how post, bad an example that know, was and then and then oh, <laughs> silly but then you see right here it's it's written down in blue ink <laughs> it's official it's official it's real all right when you say something's written it's written here in black and right white right black and right it's written here in black and white yeah. it's not it's written in black the yeah, white was right. already there. It's not written in white. I know, but if it was in all... In no sense is it written in white. I know, but if it was all black, then it, it would still be written. It would still be written in black. But it wouldn't be written. Yeah, you wouldn't it, see it. No, you'd black. be able to detect it using something. Yeah, but it's <laughs> written in black, deciphered in white. Yeah, deciphered in white. That's really true. It's <gasps> the, it's, that's what gives it meaning. The negative space around it. The absence of ink. Yeah. Really, it's written in white. So we got to the bottom of it. Yes. No further questions. Well, black is there's nothing there. Wait. Unless... Unless there is something there. Uh, ink. <laughs> Black ink. Okay. Hang on. Oh, is this a paradox? We're back at the start. <laughs> Tabitha, is this what you wanted? Okay. Would you like your $8 back? <laughs> we do do refunds, by the way. If you're an $8 supporter of the podcast and you're not happy with what we've done with your what three you words, doing? send a stamped self-addressed envelope. <laughs> That's how you get out. That's yeah. how you get out. Yeah, we're relying. You just got to find out our address, though. Yeah, we're not going to tell you that. <laughs> yeah, because you have power over someone. If you, you know have their to address. become. If, if you know their real address. <laughs> what about this? We'll start a new level of the Patreon. Yeah. Twelve dollars. Okay. If you sign up, we'll tell you our real address. Okay, that's a good one. <laughs> that is dangerous. That is very sure, dangerous. But if people want their eight dollars back, they've got to sign up for twelve dollars. Ah, get so our you, addresses. So you keep so, four. Exactly. Still oh. turning a profit. Oh, so <laughs> like it's just it. like a four. <laughs> and so every month we send them eight dollars, and we move. How, okay, but how much is that going to cost us in postal and removalists? <laughs> Maybe tap of the post can tell us. Okay, what about this? This is like it's a medieval thing. Like yes. you were saying. But I'm really embarrassed about what I just said, by the way. What did you say? I said maybe Tabitha Post can tell us. This is a post thing. Oh, Andy. I know. Tabitha's had so enough so of this injuring her life. hell. I know. Oh. Like, I've had all those Matthews jokes. I'm sick of them. Oh. <laughs> can I hear one? Math- <laughs> Matt Hughes. He gets all these <laughs> Matt Hughes jokes as well. Based yeah, but on the- like the colours that they're not particularly shiny. <laughs> You know, or, or, what is this? A, a non-gloss uh, Auburn? Oh, and and he goes, he gets bullied by by people who work in in sort of commercial printing businesses that he's mm, frequenting. Mm, mm. Oh, that's really going to show marks. Yeah, and you're not going to be able to clean that uh, with a sponge. Yeah. Oh, these are good bullies. Yeah, they are. Yeah, it's very um, good. We got to come up with a dragon ma- magic. <laughs> I was just coming up, trying to come up with the idea, your idea, if you know his real address, name, <clears throat> name, right, that you have power over him, but his name is his PIN number. Mm. Well, I mean, Smog, Smog, he had a huge pile of gold. So, and, but, I mean, they pretty much did, wasn't there something with a bird tapping on a rock or something? That is more or less exactly what it's like when you use an ATM machine. See, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm talking about the book The Hobbit and indeed the movie The Hobbit. There was a smog lived in a mountain. The mountain, let's say, was an ATM, right? Uh, There was a bird that tapped on the wall, Mm -hmm. right, with its beak that, uh, that opened a secret passageway. Okay. Right? This is 
and more then, or less exactly typing in a pin <laughs> into the console of the ATM machine. So you're saying that banks are inspired by The Hobbit? I'm saying that... <laughs> Medieval, those, those were that, but The Hobbit was set in the past, so the banks would have come up with the idea based on that bird. <laughs> and they were going in there to... They were going in there to withdraw the gold. The gold withdraw it. Make a withdrawal, yeah. right? So this is all a big all. ATM metaphor. The so, Hobbit. The Hobbit. But, okay, so now look, all I know about The Hobbit mm. is that at some point... There's a bunch of bearded men in barrels. That's correct. They are dwarves. Okay, and what do they do in the bank? They they they're going to make the withdrawal from the. Okay, so so the movie is based around a bunch of men in barrels. Yes, it's called an unexpected journey. I think is is sort of the subtitle of it, and that's I guess the trip to the ATM. Uh, oh, so like like when you when, when you, you go you... to like a like a Chinese restaurant and they they don't... they don't. Except they're cash only. They're cash only. Or the FPOS minimum is $45. <laughs> I find that outrageous. It's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's, you know what, it's silly. Yes, that's a better word. Mm. It's absolutely <laughs> yeah. preposterous. Um, so can we, can so we do anything we just... with The Hobbit being an ATM? I, like, I don't see why the estate of Tolkien can't bring a lawsuit against the inventors <laughs> of the ATM because it... Great. It, it pretty much exactly is uh, is that. Well, there's there's too many, you know, one musician suing another musician for mm. stealing, for stealing sort yes. of, you know. The estate the of Marvin of Gaye suing Ed Sheeran. The estate of Marvin Gaye suing um, Blurred mm-hmm. Lines. But from that, why not, like, the guy who wrote The Crow mm. suing The Cure mm. for coming up with... Looking like, depressed. Looking depressed. Mm, copyright. They copyright should have copyrighted their depression. Yeah. Or, you know, like something else. <coughs> Look, or, you know, the, the Tol- Tolkien suing mm. people who invented ATM machines saying that he actually invented it. It's, all, is, it's all in there. All right. right. I reckon Marvin Gaye is a slippery slope before Tolkien sues. Absolutely. And it all starts all with Marvin Gaye's astute. Yeah. Laura Banks? Oh, no. Also, would you say? <laughs> All the banks. All the banks. But Laura Banks, watch out. Yeah. <laughs> You're one of the, those banks. You're one of them. So uh, there you go, Tabitha. That's, that's your sketch. Uh, it's, another, it's another classic uh, estate of uh, court case, uh, <laughs> two of the think tank sketch. Hope she's a Hobbit fan. Oh, I assume so. Well, your dragons, magic, it's got all of that. Yeah, it does. It does. And then also sort of fi- financial transactions. <laughs> Isn't that the best magic of all? All right, guys. We have... <laughs> I'm sorry about this. Look, there's going to be a few... Anyway, We'll we get got... through this together. Use That's plane... what we're here for. Use planes and high diving. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> Stand by that, 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, plastic in the cheeks to sort of stop it from going into the ocean and things like yeah. that. Yeah, a couple of bottle caps each. We're saving yeah. the world here. Uh, having a garbage room. In your I, house. I also, just to go back to the the, the planes and the skydiving uh, and the di- high diving, mm-hmm. even if we can't take in planes, I think they should at least introduce into the high diving that thing that those stunt planes have where they shoot a whole lot of, like, smoke out the back. Uh, I just like to see that when people dive, mm. they've got some sort of thing strapped to maybe, like, their bum. So it looks like they're doing a very colourful fart. Mm. Yes. And it all sort of weaves through the air. Love and, that. Like, it's not going to affect... It's not going to... 
be mm-hmm. any detriment to their ability to dive. It'll just be a little bit more spectacle. And they're spinning, so it's like doing all sorts of yeah, crazy maneuvers. And I Love think it. it would up, it would, down, across. <laughs> it would help the common man understand mm. a bit more about what they did because I don't really know what they did. You know when they do something? Yeah, you can follow the trail. Yeah, you follow the trail. You can look back yes. at the trail and go, oh, they kind of did a, a twisty thing. Yeah, and then, it's so fast otherwise. Yeah, it's too fast. It's all over. They should have to do it in slow-mo. Yes. Right. And they should do some stuff, more stuff where they go up. They should have to put like helium in their blood. They keep going up. <gasps> well, I mean, imagine how many points you would get for that. Like the 30-meter dive is now a three-kilometer dive. Now here's yes. an idea. What if you took a deep breath of helium mm. or hydrogen before diving <gasps> just to give yourself that extra half Bit a of centimeter, <laughs> uh, half, half a second in the air? I wouldn't be at all surprised. I mean, I wonder if they test for this. They could probably te- test for helium. <laughs> they go, how'd you go? And he goes, oh, my God. <laughs> and then he goes, Busted. <laughs> Talking to this instead of pee into this. Yes, good. <laughs> but then you could fill your bladder with helium. What are pee they? Pee into this, <laughs> and they hold a cup above you. And they hold a bo- they hold a balloon, <laughs> <laughs> and then they breathe in. You're nicked. Yeah. This is the only way to test. <laughs> it's going. And this would bring us back to the uh, the circumcised uncircumcised thing because I imagine <laughs> I imagine the presence of a foreskin would 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 change your ability to engage with a balloon. You're right. Mm. You're right. Oh my god. Then <laughs> <laughs> we got the absurdist casino slash biodome slash survival. I'm sure this is in some way offensive to people with mental illness. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, even but they were hypnotized. We said. <laughs> So like, so like they, you know, even if something bad, you know, even if it wasn't okay, they didn't know. I mean, if anything, at least we've removed their agency, right? So okay, what about if people are, are just—it's regular people who consent to being hypnotized to being insane? Yeah, it's like when people sign up to be like uh, Jason Bourne. Yeah. Mm. yeah, he's like an agent that's been trained up. He sort of mm-hmm. suppose, supposedly gave his consent to become this new weapon. Yeah, they consent to being a weapon for the casino, which is a lot worse. Yeah, <laughs> than it's a, a killer of madness. But, yeah. yeah, and sometimes you know, sometimes your training improves your skills, but sometimes <laughs> it lowers your skills. I, at that point, have I really, I think, gathered exactly why they needed to be insane for this to take to work? Because it's absurd. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sorry, I've gathered now. Yeah. Okay, and then we got uh, we got the dinosaur book. Yeah. Just for kids about to teach about your different kinds of dinosaurs. Yeah. Yep. And which I think is a, just a good idea for a book. Yeah. Everybody. Uh, when we got dress for old success. Which is when you <laughs> dress up as a statue. Mm. Do you stand on a box? Uh, like you a, can. Like a like a one that looks like stone. Yeah, I guess if you had a big stone box, you can carry with yeah. you. Yeah. Um, but then you also have to put like, you know, if you're really successful, sort of pigeon spikes on you. Do you get like you? Do you get defaced for like your role in some kind of historical genocide? Depends how successful you are. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> then we have uh, the. 
ruin Dave's life with Antoine Dudson <laughs> game show. Oh. Um, yes. Which I think is just it's just part of my my new YouTube prank show. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then we have Hobbit is where ATMs come from and the estate of J.R. Tolkien. Tolkien is suing ATM machine manufacturers. Mm. Mm. Yep. So I think classic. Thank you so much, Dave Warnicky, for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. We're In about the... to go into a song, and then we're going to gonna go here. back to the wrap-up. And then we'll I thank you some more. Yeah. All right. So yeah. is this song dedicated to me? Yeah. Yes. Beedy bada bada beedy beedy bada bada beedy beedy bada bada beedy beedy bada bada beedy beedy bada 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 beedy bada 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 beedy bada bada beedy beedy bada 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 a um, little bit loopy. It was a little bit loopy today. I think we we both we all worked a day's work. We did another podcast before Dave arrived, and um, but and hey, we had some real good laughs. We had some real good times, David. Thank you so much. Where can people find you? Thank you. Well, they can check out very soon the new podcast, Book Cheat. Book but, Cheat. Book Cheat. But if you're uh, at Book Cheat Pod on all the the social medias, but uh, currently, if you want to hear a podcast that already exists. One of my favorite podcasts. I hope I know what you're going to say. Don't you know who I am? What a great show. <laughs> Russia, <laughs> if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> um, do go on. Do go on. Right. Dave's podcast with Matt Stewart and, and Jess so you, Perkins. And you guys are still doing that. Yeah, still doing it. And you guys do reports? Yeah, so basically, if you haven't heard it before, we've got this over 150 episodes where we take it in turns to report on a topic suggested by a listener. It's so, very, very funny, and I've never missed an episode. Andy has been on an episode. We, he talked about Sir Isaac Newton. That was the, your report topic. Great stuff. Very fun episode. Thank you very much. And I have another topic, and I'm going to come back, and I'm going to do it. Sounds good. Al, you got a topic? Uh, i got to come up with a topic. Okay. Matt said that I should do Seinfeld. Oh, that'd be great. But, I mean, what what do people not know about Seinfeld? Well, Matt recently did an episode on Friends. That was one of the report topics. I'm oh. not a big Friends fan, but I found it very interesting. There was lots of little tidbits, little, little bits of information. Little and, and being an actual fan of Seinfeld, I'd probably enjoy that report even more because well. I actually care about the show. Okay. Well, it was very interesting, though, that Friends episode. I recommend it. I'm going to go back and listen to it. Yeah. Um, thank you so much, Dave. And uh, have you said where you are on like Twitter and stuff? Oh, I'm just at Dave Warnicky, my name, or Hornicky, as Alistair says. Yes. On all the all the platforms. And you can find us at Two in Tank. I'm at Alistair TB. I'm at Stupid Old Andy. You and can find us on Patreon if you want to chip in. Give us uh, three bucks. Send us three words, or you can get our extra bonus episodes that we do two of per month, and they are being fun. And we, we love. You. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.